Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs podcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... Ah! I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 29 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast, sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, Mr. Probs? Not much, my man. You know what I heard? I heard almost 30. Almost 30? I didn't even hear 29. I heard almost 30. We're, we're closer to 30 than we are to 20. We are. And it is, it seems like we started yesterday. It really does. It really, really does. It's been so much fun, dude. It's a blast. It's a blast. And I hope you guys are getting a lot out of it. We appreciate you uh, subscribing and reviewing. Please keep doing that. Subscribe, subscribe, subcri- subscribe, 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 subscribe. We almost went back to the Calvary, Calvary yeah. uh, episode. Sally sells seashells by the seashore. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're reviewing. We need your five-star reviews. Anything less than five stars. Would be uncivilized. And you would be a doink. Don't be doinkish. Don't be doinkish. So review five stars, subscribe, and tell your friends. And by the way, as we sit here today, we are oh gosh, nearing wow. 47,000 47, followers on Instagram. Is that right? I mean, you're the one that knows, but yeah, 47,000. Holy moly, you guys, we're knocking on the door. There are meetings and brainstorming sessions and plans being made for what this reveal is going to look like. But you know what I'm going to say. If you've ever listened to a podcast before, I'm going to say, lower your expectations. Because it's not quite Chris Tomlin, and it's not like below Michael W. Smith. So if you go right in the middle, there is Mr. Probs. Oh, my gosh. Lower your expectations, fam. Here. Everything is going to rank, uh, like ratchet up from there. We're, we've got so many ideas, lots of plans, but there's nothing will be different. The only difference is you'll know who I am. And we get messages every week from people. I know who it is. And they make these arbitrary guesses as to some guy or whatever. Look, just, just know we're going to reveal at 50,000. We have lots of plans, and that really is the next launching pad for what this whole thing is going to be. That's right. Dude, I have a question. Do you know anything about the movie business? I know that you can make some mad stacks. You can. In the movie business. So a thought occurred to me the other day. I was driving around and just randomly thinking about things. And so we've had many people ask, like, to they, I get DMs and stuff asking me, like, so how in the world do you do this podcast when there's times, like, we did the episode with MXU and there was five people in five different states, but it really sounded like we were all in the same room together. And so somebody was asking how we do that. And so, like, a little trade secret, I guess, if you're not a podcaster, at the beginning of the episode, when everyone hits record, I will count one, two, three, and on four, we all clap at the same time. And so I will line up the clap so that way I can get all the audio, um, you know, back in order, right? It's ingenious. It's super cool. And so, re- so it occurred to me the other day. So at the beginning of a movie, like before, like a scene, and they had the little clapboard that went one, two, three, action, and they would hit snap. I wonder if that's so they can line all the shots up. You just blew my mind. 
Right? You just blew my mind. So if all the cameras have their audio on, and then you got your audio guy, and you go, one, two, three, action, pop. Now you have a place that you can line everything back up. <gasps> my mind is blown. Isn't that funny? That is funny. Well, dude, I learned I learned a new cool thing with Planning Center this week. What was that? So we have been working through our people suite um, and our data- database. And so we we had been going through and we just been putting names in, but we didn't we, we weren't thinking a lot of like, I guess we should go through and separate like male, female, and all that. So we really took time. And so we've got about twenty eight hundred names in our database right now. And we went through and we made through, we made phone calls, found out all the men, the women, their ages, and all of that kind of stuff. And now, like when you open up our people suite, which by the way, again, is free. Comes with it. Worship people, listen. You, it's free. You've got this this entire like app that you can use that will give you so much information about your church. So when I open it up, I get a full picture of our church. You can see the men. You can see the women. It breaks it down all into age groups. And so it, it like you can just in one look by opening it up, you can see like, oh wow, we're 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 really missing out on this generation. And so interesting thought as we got through all that exercise this week, we get to staff meeting, and so our executive pastor has us open it up. And so like in a lot of churches, right, we know sometimes the older generation can feel like they're being left out. But we're looking at our at our at our in our infographic after we've gotten taken the time to put all the information in and it's our largest demographic in our church is the oldest generation. Mm-hmm. But the 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 demographic that's probably not being heard and probably doesn't feel like we're going after them is like 18 to 35. It's it's the lowest d- demographic. So we thought we were doing a good job. And, you know, and you kind of do the eye test, but when we actually look at the names in our database, we're going, oh, wow, we've really got to address that. And it was a free app that we got. And if we just put the time in to get it all set up, gave us this incredible picture of our church. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, we so many of us use it and, and the people app comes with it for free. It so and we can way, all. OK, I'm going to say something. You tell me if it's true. We can all afford free. I know I love free. Right? Yes. Like your salvation, free. Free. To you. Yeah. Cost exactly. Jesus something. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's free. It comes with it. And if you check our Instagram feed, you'll see Planning Center University is this new deal that they're doing where another free benefit to free. you. It's free. Free. And they will train you how to use every one of their apps for free. For so free. Do it, man. Do it. And if you're not doing it, Doink. Doink. Well, my man, can we get into our first segment of the podcast? And we like to call it Prayer Concerns. Well, every week on the Worship Leader Props podcast, we like to go through our prayer concerns. And so um, what happens is, is you guys, our listeners, the Worship Leader Props Nation, you send in to us all of the complaints that you get in the prayer request section of your connection card because you know we're people we can't follow the instructions and it'll say how can we pray for you and it'll say we need more toilet paper in the bathroom you know what i mean like that's what we get and so um it's been a really cool experience and and people love as as we read these things um uh, we always say it like makes our world feel a little bigger because sometimes it can feel like you're so alone and maybe you're Mm -hmm. the only one going through certain things or you're the only one who are getting some of these silly complaints i mean prayer concerns and so uh yeah we just we just love reading these and so mr probs what do we got this week? yeah keep keep them coming man you guys are <laughs> supplying amazing content for prayer concerns so prayer concern number one quote 
you'd think with jeans that tight, you'd be able to hit those notes. (laughs) 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 You know, thanks for noticing. Yeah. You, I will just say this. You will never catch me in a pair of skinny jeans. Really? No. Really? Big boys and skinny jeans just don't go together. (laughs) And I, do you wear skinny jeans? Um, I wear jeans that are skinny in label. Oh, only they probably, in actuality, they probably don't appear like skinny jeans. You know, because I would imagine when it looks like they're painted on, that can't be comfy. It's it can't, and it's it's yeah, it can't be comfy. Not really a good look. Have you ever heard most. that? Is it Tim Hawkins that sings yoga pants <laughs> about the guy who tries on his wife's yoga pants? Oh no, yoga pants. <laughs> Tim Hawkins is hilarious, man. So funny. Okay, prayer concern number two. Last week when you were out of town, the invitation received a standing ovation. That proves we can sing hymns without the drums and the other crud. (laughs) The other crud. The other crud. Oh, my gosh. The other crud. It's crazy to me how... When you add certain instruments in, all of a sudden, like it's like it's alive, man. It's invalidated. Right. Nope. Nope. Strike two. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, you were out of town. So Uh, we got a standing ovation. Exactly. Yeah. Number three, the sound had too much treble bass. (laughs) Okay. Not sure. I'm not. I don't know what that means. Treble bass. I. I. I, I don't know. Maybe treble bass. The high end of the of the bottom end? of the bottom end. Right. Maybe. So right before your high mid cut, they're the low mid cut. There's your treble bass. We need some quiz tones action to help <laughs> us understand that one, man. Okay. This. This is from. I, I can't tell you who it is because that's our commitment with prayer concerns. But you would all know these people. Okay. Okay. Can I? Yeah. I'm cracking myself. Right. I feel like it would be like a political person who's kind of liberal. They would change the song to, from "I'm all about that bass" to include it all. I'm all about that treble bass. Treble bass. No. <laughs> no mid range. No mid range. Okay. The next one. <laughs> Worship was so good. You weren't pitchy today. <laughs> Okay, next one. ACDC called. They want their light show back. <laughs> I mean, did they really, were they doing light shows back then? I guess. I, I, mean, I don't know. I, I wasn't I was, alive. I was not. Well, jeez. <laughs> were you alive? Uh, For part of it, probably. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm not, a, I mean, I don't, I would not say I own a lot of ACDC music, but gotcha. in my collection. Does does um, ACDC sing that song, She Was a Fast Machine? Is that ACDC? She was a fast machine. For the most of my life, I thought it was She Was a Fax Machine. Wow. And I started singing that. And my wife goes, what did you just say? I go, she was a fax machine. She goes, Jared, what does that even mean? I go, I've always wondered, but that's what it says. <laughs> oh, dude. She read me the riot act because I don't know the lyrics to anything and I just make stuff up and it makes her so mad. That's awesome. She was a fax machine. Yeah, ACDC, right? 
Okay, this one is a little longer, but bear with me. Okay. okay. Quote, I'm so glad you got here when you did. I would have been hit by a spirit screen if you hadn't shown up. <laughs> and it continues. <laughs> like, I was just so lost in worship. If you weren't knocking at the door, that spirit screen would have hit me in the back of the neck and I would have been out, like seriously. <laughs> and the worship leader says, seven years later, and I still have no idea what that what is. What is this spirit screen? I, I have no idea. Sam, it, you grew up AG and you've been in the in, in, in church ministry for 20 plus years. Never heard spirit you've never screen heard spirit before. Screen. Yeah, never heard. So if you know what a spirit screen is, maybe shoot us a DM. Yeah, because um, we got questies. We got questies about the spirit screens, okay? And treble bass. If you know what a treble, treble. bass is, please <laughs> let us know what a treble bass is. I would have gotten, she would have gotten hit in the back of the neck and she would have been out. I mean. By the spirit screen. Nothing worse than getting hit by a spirit screen. That would be a bummer, it sounds like. It, it. sounds like something that'd be on America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the last one. Okay. All right. No joke, a young believer came up to me once and said, quote, I am so stoked about the worship night tonight. Tonight we are going to get naked. <laughs> and I, I asked some questions, <laughs> and I, I discovered he was referring to how King David danced with abandon and was partially clothed in oh. Scripture, and he meant we were going to worship freely, but he was excited about <sighs> other things. That is fantastic. <laughs> you know, there's a similarity for me between a Chick-fil-A Greek yogurt parfait and our prayer concerns. I get so sad when I get to the bottom and they're done. Ooh, yeah. Like, you ever get that feeling? Maybe like you're eating a pudding cup and you're like getting down to the bottom and you're like, I wish I could shrink down to the size of an ant and get in here and get the rest of the pudding because you're so sad. And it's just that same way with the prayer concerns. I'm going to be honest with you. It's probably been... A while since I've eaten a pudding cup. I haven't had a pudding cup either in a while. <laughs> now, you throw like some ice dream from Chick-fil-A in front of me. You like that? Oh, man. Dude, how do we get sponsored by Chick-fil-A? That is next level. Okay, so there's a guy who follows us who works at Chick-fil-A corporate, right? I think so. Come on, brother. You know who you are out there. Come on, you know who you are. You, you, might, you might could get a preliminary, like a pre-reveal oh snap if you could make that chick-fil-a sponsorship happen i mean okay let's not the worship leader Prowse podcast sponsored by chick-fil-a come on i mean that sounds come like on. it would taste good and jeremy jeremy would commit to no longer eating the grilled nuggets oh no i like the grill better we I are can't just believe that i cannot believe that it's just got such, have you ever had the grilled chicken club no sandwich oh no. bro you're missing I, out on life with that honey roasted barbecue now that I, I I put that sauce on everything. Can we be honest though? Yeah. It's basically Chick Chick Fil A sauce in a different package. Is it really? That's why I it never had like. Chick Fil A sauce. What? I know, I know. Then don't get on to me about eating grilled nuggets, because <laughs> then you're a doink. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey guys, thank you so much for uh, sending in your prayer concerns. Um, if you would like us to be able to read your prayer concerns here on the Worship Leader Probs podcast, just simply go to info at worshipleaderprobs.com and you can send us an email with those. You can hit us in our DMs. And then you could even use the form that we use for MVPs on our website, www.worshipleaderprobs.com, and you can respond with it there. And hey, we just want to tell you, we will never use your name or your church's name. It will remain completely anonymous. Totally anonymous.
Totally anonymous. Totes anonymous. Totes anonymous. Totes my goats anonymous. Totes my goats anon. Well, let's jump into our last segment on the podcast before we get into our interview with Candace Payne, and we call it Sliding into the DMs. So as, as this Instagram account grows, and now we're pushing 47,000 followers, the DMs just get more and more crazy. And so uh, we love to have that opportunity to be able to go in and answer your guys' questions and to have some engagement back and forth with you guys. And so, but there are times where maybe we have an answer that needs a little bit more time than what we can put in in just te- you know writing it into the Instagram account. And so on the Worship Leader Props podcast, we do this section called sliding into the DMs. And so we pick one of those questions so that Mr. Probs and I can talk about it together. And so Mr. Probs, what are we talking about this week? Uh, this week we're talking about how do we define a successful worship service? Yeah. And Jeremy, our co-host, whoop, whoop. has agreed to go first. I will. Um, I think for me, as I, as I go home and I'm, cause I've got like a 25 minute drive home. And so as I reflect back over, um, the services, because each week, I don't know for everybody in their, their context and their situation, you know, we'll have a service planning team meeting on a Wednesday and it starts with the good, the bad and the ugly. Like, what did we do really well? What didn't go well? How did we, you know, how can we go better and stuff like that? And so I think number one for me when I'm driving away is, was God honored, um, was the gospel shared? And did we point people to Jesus or did we point them back to ourselves? Whether that's through, were the lights too crazy? Was there a video that maybe could have taken people's eyes off Jesus? For me, I look into distraction. Like, did we forget to unmute a mic that could have pulled somebody out of a spiritual moment? Um, you know, all of those different things is what I start to kind of look through. And, you know, yeah, those are good things like, yeah, we hit all of our mic cues. Yes, the videos look good. Yeah, the lights were good. Like all of those, I think, are defined as like for me, a successful service. But the most important, I think, for me is who did we point people to? Um, I love what you always say when you talk about your three points. It's knowing the way, leading the, leading way. the way, and then getting out of the way. Yeah. You know, like I don't want people to remember a cool element we did. I want them to remember, man, this is how I got closer to Jesus Christ through that service. And then, so there's that, that is like one portion of what a successful service looks like for me. But then there's another portion that, um, would be just underneath like the spiritual, who did we point Jesus to? And I look at my volunteers, how did they do? Did I set them up for success? Do I feel like they had enough training um, to if something crazy comes up, did they, you know, do well? Because for me, I think the thing that probably brings me the most joy in ministry is watching my volunteers get to uh, walk freely in the gifts that they have here at the church where they're serving. And if I helped get them there to serve it. And then so like I picture myself like a coach all week through emails, through my planning center invites, through text messages helping them get prepared for the big game on Sunday. And then I'm just sitting back going, hey, hey, you might want to think when this song's coming up, remember, you got to unmute so-and-so's mic. Or, hey, don't forget, when we fade the music down, you've got to pause it on the computer. Like, giving them those little cues and then kind of sitting back and just watching the whole thing happen. Um, Like, for me, I know I did a good job if all I get to do is stand on the sidelines and watch my team cut the net down. Like in a, as a basketball reference, you know, at the end of a, an NCAA tournament, they get to go up and cut the net down. And many times the coach just gets to stand off to the side. And so I think for me, did I set my volunteers up in a way that they got to go cut the net down? And so I think those, 
couple of things for me is how I walk away and whether or not it was a successful weekend. I love that. I love all of that. Um, well, I love you. I love you too, Jeremy. Um, I, yeah, I think a lot of times in our planning, we start at the end. What do we want the takeaway to be? Hmm. You know, and, and I, I totally agree. Like, do people leave talking about Jesus? Maybe it's a renewed commitment to Jesus. Maybe it's committing to Jesus to follow Jesus for the very first time or something that God did in their hearts, uh, during our, our time together, you know, what do we want that takeaway to be? And if they leave talking about Jesus, I, I think it, it, it's a success. Um, also what you got into was how, you know, how do we, how do we prepare our people? Yeah. How do we prepare our, our, our hearts? How do we prepare the gift that we're going to offer? How do, how do we prepare our people? All of that gets them ready to hit this, this target that we've, we've set up, you know, from the beginning, what do we want the takeaway to be? And, um, you know, I love that coaching analogy too, kind of sitting, sitting off to the side and just watching your, your team, uh, flourish in the gifts that God has, has given them, man, there really isn't any, uh, any better feeling, you know, I'm, I'm a, worship leader, which most of the time is an upfront role, but some of my, uh, some of the experiences that I cherish the most are when I, I leave the the platform and allow the, the team to lead a big chunk of the service or a, a special song or whatever, whatever the element is. Um, and I get to stand back and just experience it like the congregation is experiencing it. Um, so rewarding to watch them function in their gifts. And that's a big part of what being a pastor, what being a leader, uh, is about, you know, uh, empowering your people to do the work of the ministry. Yep. You know, I, I, I love all that. And, you know, and that, I, let me just throw something in there real quick. I want you guys to hear the heart of Mr. Probs and I can, I can back this up. So we've been friends for two and a half years now. Um, he has never one time ever sent me a video of himself leading worship. But every single time he's had a volunteer doing something cool, he'll send, take a video and he sends it to me. And that's always been super impactful for me as a young pastor coming up into all this. Like he never, ever has made it about him. It's the times he's so proud of his team. That's when I get a video. It's never about when, oh, I, you know, I, I sounded really good on Hallelujah for the Cross. Check this out. Like never, ever. It's always been about, I watch him and I go, wow, he's just he's really proud of his team. And so I just, that's part of the reason why I have been operating the way I have is because I have watched the example you set for me. So. Oh, I, I appreciate, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm not sure what to say. Thank <laughs> Thank you. I thank you, sir. Um, I have another. <laughs> <laughs> that's very kind of you. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's so rewarding. And I, I, again, I love your coaching. I love your coaching analogy because that's, that's in a lot of ways, that's what we are. Um, well, doesn't scripture call us to prepare people for ministry? Boom. There it is. Not for you to do the ministry. Your job as a pastor is to prepare the people for ministry. To do it, man. Well, guys, we are really excited for you to hear from Candace Payne. So here's the deal. You know her as Chewbacca mom. I'm not going to tell too much. She's, she gets into her own story. We've said this about a couple people where like, 
you don't know what your expectations are going into the video. You think or the the interview, you're like, okay, this might be funny, that but she blew us away. Yeah, man. She came with a cannon ready to make an impact, and she did. Yeah, so um, just prepare yourself. You're going to laugh. You're probably going to cry, and it's going to feel like somebody sucker punched you to the abdomen because she's going to bring some hard truth your way. So check out part one with our interview with Candace Payne. Well, the Worship Leader Problems podcast is very excited again to invite Candace Payne to join us on the podcast. So funny story. I was getting ready to hit record and I don't know what I, so I missed the record. So there's like 10 minutes of pure gold that y'all missed. So Candace, thank you for coming back again and now sharing your story again with the Worship Props Nation. on the podcast. <laughs> She's been on twice. She's been on twice. It's like the She's snap. so good. I, oh, I don't want to spoil, but no, 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 no. It's good. It's good. <laughs> oh, did, okay. Are you, are you a Marvel fan? Dude, I'm famous for enjoying Star Wars. It's like hand well, okay. in hand that you gotta love geeky I, things, of course. Okay. Well, then I'm fairly certain we should just all be best friends one day because 100%. absolutely, come on. I saw it. I saw Endgame twice in twelve hours. Uh, so. uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much same, same. Yeah. So I was good. like, so, do so I good. have a life this weekend? No. Other nope. than this. <laughs> yep. My goal was to see it four times in four days, and I fell short so <laughs> um you know you get a certain age and i'm just gonna say this your bladder dictates many decisions that it didn't do when you were in your 20s you know <laughs> correct <laughs> that's yeah. why i can't make it i'm like nope i'm not doing that <laughs> well guys we are just again we're so excited mr probs and i have been so looking forward to this for a long time candace is hilarious and so uh candace how might people have known who you are from facebook oh wow well uh, nearly three years ago, actually pretty soon, the Chewbacca anniversary is coming up. Uh, they may, yeah, yeah, that's a real thing. I loved that because I'm like, that's going to exist. Um, I actually uh, posted a little video of myself in a car um, with a birthday present that I bought myself, a Chewbacca mask, and I was slightly entertained by myself in that moment. Slightly. Slightly. <laughs> Uh, for about four minutes, I lost my junk and just <laughs> laughed and laughed and laughed. And, um, people just actually resonated with that moment and thought it was a moment of pure joy and started sharing it. I thought my Facebook was broke that night because I was scrolling and all I saw was myself. Oh my uh, gosh. I thought, man, my, my page is broken. It's just recycling that video as I'm scrolling. And um, then I started realizing there's something called privacy settings. Um, and when, <laughs> <laughs> when you have it set on public, people can just share all they want. And um, within 48 hours, that video had landed itself in the Guinness World Book of Records for the most viral video view counts in 48 hours, not by a corporation. And it still holds that record, I believe, to this that day. That is fantastic. Oh that is fantastic. You need a medal, a I trophy, some, a statue maybe. You know what? I do have a Chewbacca mom action figure from um, Hasbro. They invited okay, me up. Yeah, that is, one. I don't want to be jealous. <laughs> I'm so jealous <laughs> that you have a Star Wars toy. Right, man? She has her own stuff. Really, let's just be real though. It's it's the Chewbacca body, and they put my face on it. And I don't know if that's ever going to be flattering. I'm just saying. I don't. 
Like, <laughs> it's kind of cool to say I have an action figure. But then you look at it when you pass by your house and it's on a shelf and you're thinking, oh my God, that's weird. That's bizarre. And it says like 14 phrases from the video. They put like a sound chip in it and you can hit the back of it and it just says stuff like, I'm such a happy Chewbacca or worth everything. I mean, like, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's so stupid. I'm going to Walmart or Target as soon as we are done with this and buying one. It is not in production. They just made one for me. I know. I know. I know. You're a rock star. It's crazy. Seriously. It's crazy. Well, my, my 10 and nine year old get a kick out of it. So (laughs) (laughs) how many kids do you have? I got two. I got a son and a daughter. The daughter's older. Um, they're 14 months apart. So it's like having twins sometimes, um, because one of them was developmentally slow and one of them was developmentally fast. And so it really was like, they were on the same page. I just tell moms that have like these little, um, gaps between kids and they're in that season, dude, if you can make it to where they are sleeping through the night without peeing themselves and they can like pack their own lunch. Life is gold after that, you know, just through that season, you know, that independence game is real. The moment that they gain some, you're like, thank God I made it through the Valley of the shadow of death. (laughs) Rough. Rough. Oh my Lord. Well, you, you, you told us, on the first appearance about a little <laughs> bit about how, what, you yeah. know, how you got started. What, what were you doing before Chewbacca mom? Uh, oh. so will you tell us again? Yeah, I actually, um, I've been a worship leader since I was 14 years old. Um, I stepped into that out of necessity. We had some worship leaders come like just leave, you know, small church yeah. and they leave. And then you've got this one kid in the, in the youth group that's talented. And they're like, Hey, you also have a guitar that you got four months ago. Tried spending 20 minutes of our time together, you know, leading us in worship. And um, well, here's the deal. I can sing. And that's, that's like my saving grace is that my voice is decent. Um, but my guitar playing skills were just awful when I first started. You know, I mean, I was just like trying to play um, Humble Thyself in the Side of the Lord. You remember that song? Cause oh, it, it's like oh, in a Humble round. thyself in, in the side yeah, of the Lord. Like, row, row, row your boat, but with Jesus. and. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still, I'm not even kidding. I said this earlier, the unrecorded one, but I really don't know when this became a thing. Like Christians, we do the stupidest stuff sometimes. Oh, and, yes. And yes, we're yes. like, this is awesome. <laughs> like there's nobody more excited about it but us, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We start doing I remember- a song in the 80s in worship and we're like, yeah, <laughs> best invention ever. We used to do, when I was in youth group back in the 90s, like late 90s, we took uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Today is the Greatest Day I've Ever Known, and turned it and Jesified the words, and we thought we were the coolest kids on the block, and do that, and then back to back with Pharaoh, Pharaoh. (laughs) Yes. Now, all you need to add to that is a candlelight service in there. I mean, like, if you combine all the things into one... You think you're changing the world by that moment. You leave. Everyone gets saved. 100%. There was a pillar. There was a pillar that visited us in this room (laughs) of the living God. A a spirit of the living God was here. We had candles. We sang a song in a round. We turned a (laughs) secular song into a Jesus song. And now the world is going to be changed. I mean, like, that's right. 
It was ridiculous. And, and that is the 90s encapsulated. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was, you know, I was all about it. I took a Green Day song um, when I come around. And I oh, yeah. when Jesus comes around. <laughs> oh, it was bad, y'all. It was bad. Jesus comes around. Yeah. When he comes around. That's right. That's Oh, that's Man, fantastic. It was a, it was a different day. It was <laughs> those were dark and curious times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but I, I you know, I started I was worship leader, was leading worship as a teenager and um did that a lot through college as well. I landed myself in marriage kind of just being a substitute teacher. My husband when we got married was like, "Hey, whatever you want to do to keep your creativity because he just kind of knew that that was important to me." you can do. He said, I'm going to make sure that um, you never have to work a day in your life if you don't want to. Now, what we didn't realize about that is that probably meant that we were going to be poor. (laughs) 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 A lot of people hear that and they're like, well, fancy you. And I'm like, yeah, no, we're middle-class Americans. Right. Um, and, but I decided to, you know, really just dive into what my gifts were. And I served on staff at a church for five years doing their creative media and their youth worship. And um, my husband's a drummer. And so I always say you marry the drummer and you make out with the bass player. But that's like for single people. Like, I don't do that now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the drummer's the one that's stable. He'll stay with you. Um <laughs> Y'all are laughing like you're crying. It's okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm gonna have a heart. I mean, you're just speaking truth. What can we, can we be honest? You said I could be myself. So, hundred percent, hundred percent. But I mean, like, I just really, um, we met in ministry in student ministry, and we were forced to be in the worship band together there because I came on as a youth intern, and and he was the drummer in the band, and um, we ended up getting married in 2001. So we're going to be married 18 years this year. It's just kind of crazy. You know, that's awesome. Um, yeah, we were babies y'all like kids when we got married <laughs> and we thought we were so like grown up and ready. And now I look back and I'm like, never would I ever have thought that that was a good choice for my kid. You know, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. 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 But you couldn't tell us different. Um, but yeah, so I just, I was in ministry for a while. And then when I had my kids that changed everything. So I, uh, I realized I only get those few years, those first few years, one time. So I just stepped away from all things and became a stay at home mom and then had this viral video. Uh, my kids were uh, six and seven at that point. And, um, and, and it really now has launched back into ministry, but also it's just launched like this platform to be able to do all the talents and gifts that I have, you know, the things that God was growing in that quiet season that that's all available now for me to just really have a lot of freedom in and do some great things. So since the Chewbacca mom stuff, I I just tell my kids, I'm still a stay at home mom. I'm just a work from home mom that travels every now and then. Um, yeah. I, I try to normalize it as much as we possibly can because it's not normal. It's <laughs> yeah. not. It's not. And I don't ever want, you know, to make it seem like, oh, she's just she doesn't realize what's happened to her. I do. I realize this is not normal. Um, this doesn't happen to everybody. It doesn't happen all the time. Um but I've also just tried to keep some sanity. I mean, you know, it's so weird to have a moniker. Like for people yeah. to know you as Chewbacca mom, like it's a thing 
and the weird thing is, is occasionally when I'm at an event and I'm speaking, they'll play that video <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, look at her. Bless her heart. Like it's somebody <laughs> different than me, you know, <laughs> um, because that was me three years ago. And yet I'm, I'm still me, but I'm still very different at the same time today, you know? Yeah. Um, and oh, I think yeah. all of us, we could look at a moment in time that's frozen about who we were when we were 20, who we were when we were 15. And we can mm. say, oh, bless that person. You know, bless who they were. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's it's just a, it's a unique opportunity that I'm living right now to just enjoy, honestly, the gifts that God's given me and, and a platform and some opportunities that I've just kind of dreamt about for a long time. That's so yeah. awesome. Yeah. So. I want to ask you a question. How do you guys in your life, you said you, you intentionally try to normalize it yeah. knowing that it's not. So a lot of times, like for us in ministry, like these big seasons, like coming out of Christmas and you're going straight into Easter and you're so busy and it's this event and that. And like, what are some suggestions you might have for people of like trying to keep, cause ministry is crazy. So like yeah. keeping some normalcy in ministry. Well, I think first of all, in ministry, we have um, compulsions that drive us instead of actually looking at a holistic approach to life that God offers us in scripture. Yeah. Like we are compelled to match corporate world. We're compelled to be as business minded and man, let me really show everybody I'm stewarding this well. So I've got charts and graphs and you know what I mean? Like, it's just, kind of Oh like, yeah. <laughs> I get that it's useful and necessary. And everybody that's listening right now, that's a systems person is probably like, you know, cursing me under their breath. It's okay. You can get over it. I've Mr. Probs. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I feel like if you look at scripture as a model, just look at what the wisest human being that's ever been on this planet said. When Solomon talks about it in Ecclesiastes, he says there is a season for everything under heaven. There's a season. So we adjust yeah. our schedules, our lives in seasons, and we put the expectation for a season to happen. Mm. So we know this season coming up, it's going to be busy. I mean, every fall, I get it. I'm like, school starts back up and it is a season of actually reaping harvest. Like it is, we have planted in these other things. And now that's going to be when mom's speaking and traveling the most. It's, it, yeah. you know, I mean, I just got off tour with Mandisa in the fall and Jasmine Murray and Blanca. And I mean, it was incredible, but man, I was gone Thursday through Monday morning every weekend wow. for like four weekends. And then on top of that, I'd get home, I'd have three days to work, meaning write. And I released a book in November at the yeah. same time I'm on tour. So it's like, I just knew that season was going to be packed, but now I'm looking at the season coming up. I've intentionally, you know, made it to where June, July, most of August, when my kids are out of school, I'm not doing anything. Good for like, you. That's awesome. Like literally when my kids are home, I'm home so that they can see when it's a season of rest, you're intentional about rest as well. Mm. Um, yeah. And I just feel like if we could get out of our minds that we have to be pros and perfect at our everydays and our weeks mm. and our yes. months and just see them as seasons and recognize when seasons shift, man, we would do yeah. so good. We do. Mm. So oh yeah. Good. Like even in ministry, I think pastors, um, they just don't, they're not as aware from what I've experienced that there are times to plant and then there's time to harvest. Um, and if you could see that, that, that your Easter services, your Christmas services, those are seed planting times. 
well, you, sh- you shouldn't be really like expecting 50 billion salvations on a Sunday morning during that because some people have never been to church on those days. Yeah. All you have to be content with is, did I plant into their life, the truth, the gospel? And then your harvest time needs to come when you follow back up and, and just know that and say, I hope that we're going to pour into them and give them discipleship for the next four months. And by the time school comes around and that they get some normalcy and their legs together, you know, with fall schedules and football and craziness, that then we can start seeing a harvest. Yeah. Wow. That's good. That's awesome. I mean, do you, you wouldn't happen to have a mic anywhere near you you could drop, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Because that, that is so helpful. Wow. That's awesome. Oof. That's awesome. Well, if you think about it, I mean, I've grown up in this culture. I felt the demands being a creative media minister. Like every Christmas, Easter, you're required on staff to both plant and reap on that same day. Yes. And it is, it's impossible. I mean, not unless you're weeding things out. And in all honesty, if you're weeding things out, those aren't fun times for the church. Yeah, we're not not great. We're not great at that conversation in the church. We're great at adding and adding and adding. We're not great at subtracting. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I feel like I've just learned that my expectations need to be based on what I see the clouds of heaven doing. If they're opening up and it's about to rain, get ready. Um, if it's dry as a bone, all right, let's, let's get here to, to nurture what we have, you know? Um, and if we can do that, I think it, it takes so much frustration off of us and so much performance. Listen, my goal in life right now is to just squash the Pharisee spirit. Like I can't, I can't have legalism or perfectionism just come over me and everything I'm doing. And this is one of those just simple mindset changes that's it's made it easier. It's made it easier to go, yeah. oh, just lift up my eyes and see what season am I in and let oh, me operate yeah. in that. Boy, Ooh. I need to hear that, man. Yeah. I need to hear that. That's cool. awesome. That's awesome. Cool. So it sounds like, Mr. Browse, we're already into the Frank. We're already in. <laughs> I mean, we broke down Candace this. Payne is like, she can't be contained need, in five questions. Come I don't on. need your systems for how you do this podcast. <laughs> I, I, I bind that Pharisee spirit. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, systems are good. Pharisees are jerks. So we're good. <laughs> we're good. Unless you have a systematic Pharisee, then. <laughs> um, he's a loser. He's out. He's out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like we've already gotten into the, the Frank Five questions. Okay. So basically, cool. we're going to ask you five five questions. And typically, the first question is, tell us about your journey. So Which you just you did. That. Perfect. Question one. Done. <laughs> Done. Um, and then, so we got four other questions. We're just okay. going to kind of fire off again. Some of them are a little sillier. Some of them are a little more serious. So, sure. um, so I'll just, I'll, I'll jump off here. Um, so like, here's the question. So if your f- family found out that you had been arrested, <laughs> but they have no yeah. details as to why, yeah. what, what, what do you think they would say is why Candace Payne was arrested? My husband I promise you would think that I'd probably moon somebody like I think that would be the first thought is lewdness. Maybe. Lewdness. Maybe. I, I'm going to need a moment. Hold on. <laughs> That's so awesome. 
local viral sensation gets arrested for ham on glass. I'm telling you, I have a filter now, but there was a day where that was the funniest joke I knew. It was to Moonstone. I think we were separated at birth, Kansas. Well, I had this concept that everything was funnier when you're naked, and I probably shouldn't have. But in my mind, it just was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> and then if you're nude, that's even more funny. You know, and, and like now I realize, oh, that's that's not modest. That doesn't help anybody. That doesn't help oh, my us. gosh. Yeah. Um, I think like literally <laughs> you say a resident. So here's the deal. There have been like maybe five or six times my husband has had to like lean over and go, don't you dare get arrested right now. Think before you do this. And so, I mean, like, for example, my goodness. we were in um, New York for our anniversary. It was our 10th wedding anniversary. And it was Christmas time. We were at the Rockefeller Center. The tree was up. It was magical. You know, the light show on Saks Avenue. I mean, it was just, it was one of those moments. Yeah. Well, this group of Christmas carolers come over in the middle of it all. And they just start singing. And I just looked at my husband. And I said, I'm going to do something. Don't judge me. Don't stop me. It's going to be great. And he goes, don't get arrested. And I was like, <laughs> what? And I actually just jumped in the, um, the chorus of the singers. I, I jumped in between these two ladies and I go, sorry, I'm late. The, the deep, you know, I, couldn't, I said, I've lost my music. I was like, can I just look off with you? And they're like, yeah, sure. And I <laughs> four songs. I, Cause I could read music. So I yeah. Singing the alto part in all these. Oh my films, goodness. Four songs. Like I belong there. And my husband's like, just please don't get arrested. Don't do something so stupid. Oh dude. Your husband must be like the coolest dude, man. That oh, he is. He is. He is. That is amazing. Incredible. Sorry. I'm late. Can I just look off with you? <laughs> Well, that's off my bucket list now. Join strangers. <laughs> Done. It sounds like you should start like, hey, Christian impractical jokers. <laughs> there you go. There it is. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe have an idea about something like that. I don't know. That would be that's fun. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, I would, I would watch that if that were to Oh, happen. I would 100% watch that. I may have some ideas, women. Your audience needs to just stay tuned. So Excellent. And Excellent. if you have a production company that's listening, I will gladly accept a phone call from you. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I mean, dude, the things that I would come up with on church staff meetings, they had to shut me down. There are people that is not what we're talking about right now. It was it, I'm great for the brainstorming meetings, but not the practical let's get it done meetings, right? Oh, <laughs> Preach. Preach. (laughs) Okay. So here, this is technically question three and I am on the edge of my seat uh, for for your answer to this one. So like in all your, all your days, like leading worship time on church staff, traveling, like what, what's the craziest thing that you've ever seen happen? Like in a church service or an event that you're speaking at, or what, what's the, what is the, like, if you say, this is the craziest thing that's ever happened to me, what, what would that story look like for you? Oh gosh. Oh, there's so many. Like it's now just normal. <laughs> like, so I don't know if I can qualify it as crazy. Um, listen, I have no bones about this because I think people try to dance around denominations and not offend or not, you know what I mean? And and I just yeah. I don't care anymore. So I grew up legalistic Baptist, like really independent Baptists, where wearing culottes to a church camp 
was like required for the girls, you know? Um, first of all, I, none of her fit me. And so my mom had to sew my own and she wasn't the best sewer. So, um, I was the dumb one with my culottes that were chafing me and needing baby powder every afternoon, you know? And, and then I also transitioned out of that into a really honestly a fresh breath of air when I became Southern Baptist, my junior high school years, all the way through college, um, you know, and even into ministry. Like that's where I served on staff at a church was Southern Baptist. Um, and then after that season, I just remember we were looking for a new church home and we were going to go visit some friends that they were worship leaders. And we found ourselves in an Assemblies of God church, which we're in now. So y'all, I have run the gamut with church services, okay? Yeah. When we're talking my exposure, it's been pretty high to crazy, <laughs> like on yeah. various levels of crazy, you know? I mean, in the Baptist churches, you're not going to get much crazier than Amen Henry. He's the guy that just yells out Amen every now and then, and you're yeah. like, oh, that must be Henry, because you only have one person that does it, and you know exactly, next, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. In Assemblies of God Church, not the case. There are multiple Henry's and you never know where they're coming from and what's going to come next. And I'll be honest, our first few Sundays, I was highly entertained. I was like, <laughs> if I had popcorn, this would be a great, great thing right now because <laughs> I am here for it. Um, and I, I say that jokingly because I know your audience appreciates and they understand. I mean, with just the oh, 100%. put out, you know what I mean? They get that. But in all seriousness, like I still get a little oogged out and creeped out when um, there's expressions of worship that I honestly believe should be taken privately. So yeah. when we say, what's the craziest thing you've experienced? I think all of those could be summed into one little thing that I describe as you should have done that at home first. Yeah. You know, try that at home. Um, and, and not saying that we don't have freedom and that we can't be free. Listen, if there's anybody that's going to rally for freedom, it's going to be me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anybody that's going to rally for authenticity, I'm your girl. Um, I'm, I'm one that says absolutely do it and do it in truth. Do it in spirit if you want to, whatever that phrase means for you. Because <laughs> for Baptist, doing it in spirit means that I engage my mental capacity to connect my core of who I am to the personhood of Jesus and the deity of God. You know what I mean? Like that, is yeah. so, you say in the spirit to a charismatic, you better back up. You got to give them some space. <laughs> They're going to have some ribbons and a tambourine here in a couple seconds. That's right. That's and, right. And the, the smoke of the Lord will follow them. And it may be through a fog machine. I don't care. I love the Holy haze. You know what I mean? <laughs> that that's I right. The holy haze. That's what I call it. We're oh, using I, that, man. Man, yeah. holy haze. I thrive on that stuff. If, <laughs> if I could come out to that and if, before I speak every time, I'm I'm in it. I want to be like <laughs> Celine Dion singing the famous Titanic song when I come out. You know, nice. coming out of the dry ice, just yes. creeping slowly across. Yeah. Yes. And then I want to speak about absolutely pointless junk to where they go. Why was the dry ice necessary? We don't know. <laughs> We're so confused. Um, listen, when you say, have you, ex what's the craziest thing? I just feel like people are in, by and large, trying to search for these authentic moments to relate to God, to hear from God. And from that comes some crazy stuff, you know? And 
um, in a Baptist church. It was a friend of mine that he just was a new Christian and didn't realize that when they were bringing in the sewn banners that said all the names of Jesus, that he wasn't supposed to grab one from the wall as well and just go to town. I mean, like yeah. he grabbed the flags and did a whole flag show at the end of a song because the spirit moved him. And he's like doing this flag dance left and right. I mean, like it is like making the flapping sound in the wind. <laughs> go big or go home. Well, and everybody came to the worship pastor afterwards and they were like, man, that last little addition of him grabbing those flags was just, it, it touched me. Really and here we me. are in staff meeting on Monday going, somebody needs to regulate him. Who told him <laughs> to get a flag? You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, but you get that, but then you go into another, another charismatic service where you have tongues and, and, and it's not necessarily tongues for the whole house, but it's like speaking in tongues, just the guy next to you and he's talking to God, but yet it's like, dude, could you shut up? I'm trying to talk to him too. And all I can hear is you, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I feel I've, I've been in the middle of both of those spaces and by and large, I just feel like people are trying so desperately to connect with God and to hear from him. And if I may, I haven't really said this publicly yet. So y'all are the first ones to get this opinion of mine because I'm working it out, but this is going to, okay, hold on. You ready? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Well, I'm scared. I'm scared to say it, but it's recorded. Here we go. Go with me here. As a okay. woman, as a wife, as a mom, all three of those positions that I hold, there's intimacy that happens with my husband. As a good mom, I don't have sex in front of my children. I don't let them see that those intimate spaces and those moments that are reserved for our bedroom because I'm a good mom and because their understanding as children, their maturity level as children, they would either be wounded by that moment or they would be um, in curiosity of it and abuse the moment later on in their own personal development. I believe we do that so carelessly in the church is we have these intimate moments in front of others and especially younger immature christians that are very meant to be privately held in a sacred space where you are the bride of christ listen you have that freedom with him yep you have it but but some of those things need to be put behind closed doors before you ever make them public yep because he'll give you the appropriate way to make it public um I can talk about my intimacy with a group of women without going into too many details, but yet tell them what I've learned in the richness of that moment. And, the, yeah. and, and I sit here thinking about, well, if we could just even structure our church services to at least have that accountability. I mean, listen, in the Corinthians, we're told the Corinthians that can tell, I don't know exactly the book and chapter. Um, but we're told about the body of Christ, the parts of the body that are immodest, we treat with modesty. Yeah. And so I think there's this intimacy that we're all trying to have with God, but we forget the modesty piece about it, that maybe this experience that feels awkward to not just the room, but to myself also that I'm after, maybe I need to run after that in a private place with God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I just, I don't know. I just think that you could by and large say a whole bunch of crazy experiences I've had. But when I look at the common denominator, I think it's just because they're having a very personal encounter that needs to be happening privately. Mm. You know? Yeah. Well, I would agree. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, there's Lay that. It down. Good stuff. Good stuff. I feel like I say this about everybody. 
But like along with Sandy Patty, I want to be her best friend. <laughs> I wish the listeners could have watched you interacting with her because we do this on a Zoom call. So we're, we actually see her while we're recording the interview. And I wish you could have seen Uncle Jeremy. He was in his element, man. He was loving every minute of I'm, it. I'm fairly certain we're spirit animals. Right? <laughs> like, right. And just, I want you to think about one day you're in a store, mm -hmm. you buy a mask, you go out to your car and you shoot a video and you post it on Facebook. Yeah. And I, I, the number she gave us was 300 million. That's right. It's like every person in the United States of America has seen it. Game changer, right? right? And she's fantastic. Make sure, like her page on Facebook, follow her on Instagram, Candace Payne. Uh, it's C-A-N-D-A-C-E-P-A-Y-N-E. We'll tag her yep. uh, in our post as well. But make sure you follow her because she is making an impact for sure. And make sure you come back and listen to the next episode, oh, episode buddy. 30, because legitimately she's going to bring the pain. Come on. Do you see what I did there? You brought it, didn't you? No. She's going to bring the pain. P-A-Y-N-E. I want to love you. P-A-Y-N-E. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Either do I. <laughs> so, hey, thank you so much for listening to episode 29 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Go like us on Instagram at Worship Leader Probs. You can find us on Facebook. If you can find us on Twitter, congratulations. <laughs> There's, it's hard. It's Sorry. hard to find. So Our name is too long for Twitter. Yeah. No, somebody else has your name. Well, somebody else has Worship Leader Prob. Oh. Okay. What so, a doink. I know. That's so doinkish. And they haven't tweeted in like three years. Well, that's so. doinkish. Such a doink. So, hey, go like us on all of the socials. And uh, we are so thankful for you, the listeners. And until next time, see ya. Do so.